0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Brianna Approved Podcast. We are on episode 45 and we are doing a solo podcast today on why you struggle with change. I think this is a very seasonally appropriate episode because... I love back to school time. I love the fall. The nerd in me loves color coordinating my notebooks and getting a new assignment pad. But but I also love the metaphors of what comes with changing of the seasons. And I do think sometimes people struggle with accepting that there's newness in their life or maybe they're in a quote season that they don't love and so this episode I want to be a little bit more about this idea of embracing new seasons and kind of going over why you struggle with these changes in general and you know I I'm a big believer in sometimes you know the best advice you can give is advice that Your younger self needed to hear, or even things that you think you will need to hear in the future. So this is a really good episode, I think, to have kind of on repeat for when you're having those moments of change. But I, of course, want to start the show with a fun fact, and then I'm also going to briefly, briefly discuss, um, you know, what, when we're going into the fall season, what that means from a Chinese medicine standpoint, and then a couple of tips at the end just You know, little mind shifts that we can work on, and um, a couple of ways to reframe that can really help you kind of accept the change that is happening in your life for better or for worse. So, now it's time for your fun fact of the day while I sip cafe. Did you know the self improvement market was worth $11.6 billion in 2019, and motivational and inspirational books were the most popular subjects in the self help category? Now, I have been reading and listening and consuming all different kinds of forms of self-help stuff my whole life. I should say my mom has actually really instilled that in me. I often joke that um, Sunday night, Brianna, when I would get like anxiety or worried about the week, Most parents, when you're young, would maybe read you like Mother Goose or something. My mom would read me Wayne Dyer and The Four Agreements and things that I think were very ahead of its time. Now it's, you know, much more accepted and normal. But I do think um, as I've gotten older, I still struggle with a lot of the same themes, which is this idea of, you know, flowing through life and not forcing things and accepting where I am and, you know, letting go and, and what that really means. And so I thought this this episode might be helpful because I know a lot of the listeners that I have or even people that I work with tend to kind of run in that same circle. You know, we're very type A, we're very, you know, forceful in nature, um, aggressively patient, as I would call it, right, which is helpful in certain areas of our life. But a lot of the times when we're working on more of the hippy-dippy, woo-woo emotional stuff, that that is where we often quite struggle. So... I've done a whole episode on this before, but I do want to let people know that, you know, um, of course, as we go into fall, you know, Chinese medicine is really big and Ayurvedic medicine, of course, on, you know, different uh, organs that can be more active as well as, you know, different uh, foods and emotions and things like that. And so, you know, just as nature changes with the seasons, our bodies do and our needs do, you know, we don't want to be like drinking hot soup in the middle of the summer. We notice that during the winter, we get more tired. These are things that naturally happen to the body and the wisdom of the body. And so, you know, every season holds kind of a special significance, particularly in Chinese medicine, right? So the fall, we know, correlates with the element of metal, which actually governs organization and order order and communication, our mind, um, protecting our boundaries, setting limits. So, you know, this kind of, Cor- correlates with what's happening with this time of the year, right? Maybe this summer was a bit more, you know, free flowing and that was more of a pit to fiery season and you allowed for more openness and flowing in your life, right? And the fall can be a bit more of a change. So it's interesting as well because this is a really good time to kind of like, be a bit more introspective, work on ourselves, maybe work on more indoor projects, right? Because the weather is changing and all of that. But we do know in Chinese medicine as well that the two organs that are most active in this time of the year are the lungs and the large intestines. And so this also deals with um, grief and sadness and detachment particularly the lungs and then we see that the large intestines is generally associated with letting go so physically and mentally letting go as well as this idea of like you know death and rebirth. We see that trees let go. So it's a very natural transition, especially if you are feeling some kind of way about the summer ending and you're coming into a new season of your life or you're just bummed about it. Um, this is this is very natural, right? Sunshine all the time makes a desert. As I like to always say, we can't always be in this summer sunshine mode. So, you know, just understand that if you are feeling any sort of, you know, grief or sadness or sort of this idea of like, I don't love this transition, that's totally normal. And like, that's totally okay. And so um, I want to talk about this idea of like, Letting go of your old life and kind of allowing newness in your life. Because I think a lot of people do struggle with change, whether that's quite literally on a surface level, like, man, it's a bummer, summer is over, or maybe it's on a much deeper level, like they feel they're changing as a person and they're going through new things. And, you know, so what I always remind myself and others is, to bring in a new life, you have to let go of your old life, right? There's really no other way around it. And there has to be periods and seasons of emptiness in your life to create room for newness to happen in your life. And whether you are in the best season of your life or the worst season of your life, quote, know that both of them are going to pass, right? So, If you are in a season right now of your life that you don't love or you haven't fully embraced with open arms, I just want to let you know that's okay. And I want to take a step back because a lot of people talk about this idea of you have to accept the season of your life that you're in and, you know, acceptance and all of that, which is, of course, very important, right? Acceptance is always going to be important, and that's great on paper, but you also need to figure out what to do and how to optimize the season that you are in, right? That happens before we can accept it. So just like we wear, you know, different clothes in different seasons, right? You're not going to wear a tank top in the middle of the winter um, or, you know, we change our wardrobe out. We swap out our summer clothes for fall clothes. We have to also, quote, wear different Whether that's a mentality, a mind shift, you know, different tools, right, to work on accepting the season that we are in. And it's also important to note that not everybody loves the winter, right? Like some people are summer people and they prefer that. And so understand that just because you are in a certain season of your life, you don't have to love it. And accepting the idea that, That's what's great about seasons is that they pass and they are transient. So you might absolutely be so stoked for ski season, but like you have to get through, you know, fall first. And so it's that idea of like, what can I do to optimize fall? while I am here and I'm talking about metaphorically, right? So like, okay, what happens during this season of my life in the fall, for example? Like, okay, it's a bit cooler and the leaves are changing and there is pumpkin picking, right? Things that you can't do in the winter season. So, I would kind of encourage everybody to sort of do that sort of assessment of like, all right, what season in of my life am I in? Am I going back to school? Am I starting a new job? Am I getting out of a relationship? Am I meeting new friends, right? What can I do in this season that I haven't been able to do in other seasons or won't be able to do in another season when that gets there? So I think that is a really important first step. And then I think a really important second step is to work on this idea of building something new, right? One of the best ways to kind of move on and evolve is to build something new. And I don't mean in a distracting way of where you're running away from yourself and all of that, which, you know, I definitely, I think, did that a lot in my younger years where instead of processing emotions that I needed to, I would just jump into another program. I would do another certificate or enroll in more classes, take on another job, whatever that is. And, you know, you have to at some point deal with what you've been suppressing, right? Because that's just how life works and what you resist persists. And so you you wouldn't really expect to like build a new life or a new let's say house or renovate an entire kitchen in a week, right? And so in the same sense that we're building a new season or a new chapter or a new phase of our life, we have to do this brick by brick metaphorically. So, you know, day by day, moment by moment, and giving ourselves those extra tools, whatever that may be, to help the project of rebuilding this newer version of your life a little bit easier. And I've said this for a very long time, these mental tools don't have to be like a seven-day yoga retreat in the hills of, you know, Peru. It can be things like, you know, starfishing on the ground and crying to your mom, to, um, you know, trying out a new workout class, to calling a friend that you haven't, to listening to different podcasts, right? So it's all about just creating new tools that are going to help you rebuild easier. If all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, so you have to put more tools in that toolbox. So this season of your life might be as simple as like, what else can I add to my toolbox? What's one new tool that I need to use and add in there? And that sometimes, you know, can can feel daunting. But, you know, the more tools we have, the better we can build and the better general contractors of our life that we can be. Another good mental reframe that I like to pose to myself and to others is, you know, how quickly can you surrender to what is to receive what is meant to be for you, right? Your new life is always on the other side of letting go. And what people generally have a hard time letting go of is the fantasy of the life you thought that you were going to have with whatever dream or person or job that you cling to, which ulti- which ultimately is a form of attachment, right? And so you have to also give yourself time to mourn the fantasy of the life that you thought you were going to have or whatever season you thought you were going to enter. And then you have to accept the reality, right? So mourn the fantasy, because that's what a lot of us do is we cling to... Highlight reels or the fantasy version of what was or what we thought was going to be, but you need to accept the reality, and then you have to also mourn those highlight reels because that's not the average of what was really going on in your life. So, you know, accept the reality, mourn the fantasy. I think another important reason why people struggle with change is this idea of. Resistance. And this is something that I know I definitely still struggle with as well. But, you know, resistance to what is, to what is currently happening in our life, right? And this resistance to what is basically equates to the struggle of getting or accepting what we want, right? And so a lot of the times struggle does come from resistance. And we know that the more you try and control something, the more you're actually going to struggle with accepting the changes that you need to happen in your life to help you evolve. And the natural ups and downs of life that inevitably happen as we evolve as humans, right? This is either going to prompt us to grow and evolve Or to create more fear and self-limiting beliefs. But the good news is is that the choice is ultimately yours, right? Like with anything in life. And so the way that the decision-making goes is basically how we decide to view these changes. So the lens through which we look at what's going on in our life. So if you're always labeling moments of change in your life as either you know bad or fearful and like this is the worst, then you're ultimately not going to like change. And then you're going to try and either create more resistance in your life and try and control more aspects of your life, or you're going to keep avoiding changes, right? You're going to kind of keep enforcing this narrative that's not true. But here's the kicker. Because you are resisting these changes, and this is why you feel like you're struggling in whatever season of life that you're in, what I always tell myself and what I tell others is that the ability to receive your new life is directly proportional to the speed at which you can let go and surrender your old one. That is a mantra that I say to myself quite frequently. The ability to receive your new life is directly proportional to the speed at which you can let go and surrender your old one. So I think that's also a really important mindset to have when you are looking to not only change, but if you find yourself continuously struggling with a change. Because listen, sometimes change is really amazing and it's awesome and it happens on our terms. Let's say you're trying to you know, have a baby or you're buying a house or you're enrolling in a new school program, right? Like you're like, cool, these are changes that I want to happen. And I've put in a lot of conscious effort to make that happen. It's still tough, but it's like, I made that decision. I, I decided to move back from California to New Jersey. That was still a really big, you know, change in my life. And it was, there was a lot going on, but that was, that was on me. Sometimes change happens when, it's not on our terms, right? We lose a job, we have to end a relationship, um, someone, there's a death in the family, right? Like things that are out of our control. And so a lot of the principles of acceptance and embracing change are the same. So I think this episode is helpful for those moments in your life, whether it's good or bad. And so I kind of want to close the show out with a couple of tips that I think as well can be helpful for if you're going into a new season, whether you want to or you don't want to of, okay, this is the season I'm in and how do I deal with this? And I'm these are kind of the themes that I, I see where I struggle. So number one, I think always having some mental shifts and having some mantras to kind of lean on are important. So I would encourage you to kind of make a list of some of those that you continuously come back to. That can be what I call like the bumper sticker version of your mental shifts, right? So a couple ones that I really like are, if not this, then something better. Um, Or, you know, I tell myself it's fine. And even if it's not fine, it's going to be fine. A classic is, you know, this too shall pass. Um, If it needs to fall apart, let it. And then lastly, I think another good mantra is different can mean better. So just because something is different, um, it doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. It can mean better things are coming. Think about like when, I mean, you probably don't remember, but when you were a kid, right? Like you went from having a, a crib or, you know, like a kid bed and then you wanted to get your first big girl bed, right? So going from, A crib into a big girl bed, like you wanted that change to happen, but it's still actually really uncomfortable and you have to like, you know, adjust and you feel like still sad about letting go of it, right? It's different, it's new, but it's actually better and it's kind of the natural evolution of things. So, you know, understanding that different can also mean better. So number one, always work on creating some of your go-to mantras that are not like 90-page passages that your brain has to process when you're already going through change, like very quick little things that you can say to yourself, that you can repeat to yourself. I'm really big on first thing in the morning and last thing at night, uh, particularly for reprogramming our you know, subconscious mind. Number two, this one's a bit more difficult, but conducting an honest emotional assessment or doing what I call like a health audit of your life. Healing is really not about what makes us feel better fastest. It's about unlearning what made us feel kind of shitty in the first place, right? So this means we have to truly do an honest assessment of what we are still allowing in our life, what we have participated in, and then also figuring out why we have allowed that for so long. So if you keep repeating a cycle or a pattern or you keep feeling like you're starting over or having these like cycles of whatever you're not stoked about, right? Like we, a lot of that is unlearning, and I think a good reframe, I learned this from my friend Christina Rice, who's been on the podcast. I love her. She has an amazing book out. Her podcast is great, but this idea of the contract has ended, right? the energetic soul relationship contract has ended. And understanding that after you have done an assessment, it's like having a job review, right? You come in 30, 60, 90 days and you have that review. And both people, the employer and the employee, are looking at like how has this job and how has this lived up to expectations? How has everything been going? So that can be your kind of health, emotional audit and assessment. And sometimes you come to the end of that audit and you say, you know what? This contract, it's actually not working out, right? So sometimes contracts have to end so better contracts can come together. And sometimes the contract has just ended. Like you listen, you were given a job. It was a 60-day consulting gig and the 60 days is up and maybe it was great, but like it's up and that's it. And now you're out there with a new contract that you're looking for with new updated terms and new agreements. So make sure that you are doing an honest assessment of what's going on in your life, but also accepting that, contracts end and new contracts come together and sometimes the contract has just ended and that's okay. A third one that I think is really important is practicing mental softness. So, you know, mental toughness, of course, and mental strength are really, really great, but it does not need to be a 24-7 thing. And this is advice that my younger self needed to hear because, You know, I thought that you had to be tough all the time and not have emotions. And I thought that made you like, um, you know, more put together or whatever it is. And what I would tell a lot of the listeners and my younger self and anybody who's kind of going through that is you are allowed to be mentally softer to a very few select people in your life. I would encourage that, right? Now, I would also tell you that you should still be actually mentally tough to the world or, you know, in a meeting or to the exterior when you have to step it up for, let's say, like work or something like that, right? You put on that kind of different mentality, that different mask, if you will. But you can also, through doing that audit of people in your life, right, you can... Um, have a few moments where you have, again, these very few select people in your corner who allow you to take that facade off and just allow yourself to feel what you need to feel and have moments of mental softness, especially if you are always going at 100%, if you are very hard on yourself, if you're really tough on yourself, if you're your biggest critic, I would encourage that. You know, find one or two people that you feel that are not going to use that against you later in life or where you can actually be vulnerable and let somebody in and allow you to have those moments of mental softness in your life. And then, lastly, um, I think one of the best things, you know, if you're struggling with change, what you can do is practice radical acceptance now. Acceptance in general, right? Like, this is a huge part of healing any sort of loss that you feel like you're going through in your life. So, again, loss of a job, loss of a relationship, loss of a friendship, also a loss of older versions of yourself, of old beliefs that you have, right? Those are also things that we grieve as a loss in our life. So, accepting where you are in certain phases of your life certain seasons is much more helpful than resisting it but it's important to note that acceptance is generally the last part of the grief cycle the grief cycle is long and people think that it's linear and it's not it's generally a very back and forth up and down you know kind of thing that we oscillate between any of these stages and as a reminder these are some of the phases that you go through when you are grieving any kind of loss in your life, mental, emotional, whatever, spiritual loss that you're having, right? Shock and denial. So you go through something and the rug was ripped out from underneath you and you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Or you're like, I refuse to believe that this is my reality right now. i How did this happen to me? Right? The second phase is pain and guilt. We feel quite literally like we want to die. We're so sad about it. I've done an episode on this, the science of heartbreak and, and why that is and what's going on in our body. And sometimes we feel guilty because maybe we feel like we wasted time or like we feel bad about certain things, right? Right. Then we go into anger and bargaining. So the anger phase is usually fun, not fun for a lot of people, but sometimes it's easier to feel angry or feel like you hate somebody or something, or that's where we can put a lot of external blame on things like, well, they did that to me and they're the bad person and they were a bad boss or whatever it is. Um, But again, like any emotion, it doesn't last and that's generally a secondary emotion because under anger, there's generally pain. But after that anger, we go through bargaining sometimes. Like, please, if it just, if I could just do X, Y, Z, then like this could work. And a lot of the times, this is where we're actually not being true to ourselves, where we're actually getting out of alignment again, where we are having a lot of this, you know, inability to accept this short term pain for a long term benefit of our higher and best self. So, you know, anger and bargaining happens. Then we go through a depression and reflection period. This is generally very lonely, where we feel like nobody understands what we're going through. We are going down a shame spiral. Maybe we are also, again, reflecting on the highlight reels, the fantasy of what we thought our life was going to be. Um, Loneliness is generally kind of coupled in here. But the good news is, is generally after that phase, we have sort of this upward turn. And then we go into what's called reconstruction and working through phase. So we're like, okay, you know what? I'm coming out on the other side of this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna enroll in this class, I'm reading this book, I'm listening to this podcast, right? But what happens is sometimes you think you're there and you think you're, you know, on that upward turn, and then you have a trigger happen. You have something that comes up, a memory, you have to go a certain place, you hear a song, whatever, and you go right back to pain and guilt or anger or bargaining or whatever it is. But The last thing after that reconstructing and working and and all those other phases I just talked about, that is when acceptance finally happens. That is the last stage of grief. And that's hard sometimes. So if you're struggling with oscillating through all those other stages, radical acceptance can be really helpful because it's just the idea of this is what it is, right? Like I have to accept this as my truth right now. And it can take some time to get there. And what I always tell people is you do not have to like what you are accepting, but understand that this is what it is right now. And this is currently the season that I'm in. It's transient, it's temporary, and I can now make peace with this season. So radical acceptance, I think sometimes can help sidestep away from other those some of those other phases in grief when we're not loving the you know part of the the season that we're in. So mental shifts, doing an honest assessment and health audit, right? Understanding the contract has ended, um, practicing mental softness, and then having radical acceptance. So. I hope this. I hope this episode was helpful for some people. I know it's a little bit different than some of the other episodes I've done, but I think it's really important to hear. Um, again, as the seasons change and as we, you know, let go metaphorically, and the leaves let go and all of that, I just I love this time of the year, and this is an episode that I think will resonate with a lot of people. Um, and I know I'll definitely listen to it as well when I'm going through my own kind of struggles. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you are all transitioning to the fall and. Until next time. See you later. Ciao. Mew.